1: for our own recovery as well as our clients.
0: If you'd care to join us, we record live on Mondays at 12:30 p.m. Pacific Time on YouTube. We generally answer a few questions from our live viewers related to whatever topic we're covering that week. And if there's a topic you'd like covered, you can also submit a
1: request on our website, purelyocd.com. And if you do find this podcast helpful, please leave us a review so we can gain more visibility to reach more people like yourself and help spread awareness of what it's like to live with OCD.
0: Quick reminder, this is not intended as therapy or as a replacement for therapy. This is for educational purposes only.
1: So without further ado, here is this week's episode. Good evening. Good
0: evening. We're, com- we're coming at you at a different time than usual.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, hope everyone's awake.
0: <laughs> Snap to it, kids. We're talking about sexual orientation OCD today. It's, we're not messing around yeah yeah uh,
1: it's a, it's like fireside nighttime chats what was that oh yeah um love lines
0: oh with like with uh, dr drew yeah yeah wow that that's, on the radio that's a real throwback there Missy. yeah whoa um, whoa. whoa that's like late 90s business <laughs> uh maybe So anyway, uh, we are here to talk today about about sexual orientation OCD, and perhaps since this is our first of the three-parter on sexual orientation OCD, we should start just by sort of talking about what it is.
1: Yeah, let's do it. So sexual orientation OCD can present in a variety of ways, but the short of it is the fear of being attracted to um, a sexual orientation that you typically wouldn't be attracted to.
0: Yep, exactly. In fact, one of the things that, um, I was talking to, I think a client about this recently, um, is that sometimes we think of it as like a, a indicative of sexual obsessions. Of course it, it is because it's in the realm of like
1: sexuality, talking about
0: sexuality, that being said, in some ways, I think of this more as a moral scrupulosity, yeah, because it's about authenticity.
1: It is, you know, it's funny because I I look at it sometimes as existent existential. Ooh, I can see that. Yep, because yeah. it's like this identity crisis, and am I really who I think I am? You living know my it's best like
0: life, living kind of my thing. best
1: life. and yep. and the moral moral stuff I can totally see as well because it bleeds into like, am I being a good person to to other people? Yes. Am I lying to them?
0: right what if I'm lying to my partner Mm -hmm. tends to, as as we've talked about before, it tends to overlap quite a bit with uh, relationship OCD, which is why we kind of decided to talk about this today because we just came off of talking about, about relationship OCD. Um, But it's, it's funny. I think what you were saying is so spot on as well. Like we could look at it through the lens of existential OCD. We could look at it through the lens of moral scrupulosity OCD. And what that really tells us is that, there's so much overlap that, you know, I don't know that it's particularly pertinent either way.
1: Yeah. We just use subtypes as a way to explain them and talk about them. And
0: normalize people's experience.
1: Exactly. And it's just, it's helpful, I think, to kind of get an understanding of, A, this is my section area. And also it's not my section area because it bleeds into everything else. There isn't one protocol and there isn't just one subtype.
0: Yes. OCD I, is
1: OCD. OCD is, OCD
0: is OCD. I will say that it can be helpful because historically, and, and part of this was that it was called HOCD for a long time because it was what, what people were talking about specifically were heterosexual individuals with intrusive thoughts that they might be homosexual. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that Understandably, that was um, you know it, it cut out a huge portion of people who are impacted by this, which you know a LGBT lot.
1: Great, Ugh. exactly. Um, who are, I've only had like one heterosexual client yeah. who's had sexual orientation OCD. Actually,
0: that's actually that's uh, really interesting and a great uh, point in this. Yeah, I, I've had more, but I've also had plenty of people who are within the LGBTQ community uh who are are struggling with this subtype so it has nothing to do with fears specifically about being gay. Now that is one manifestation but I think the point of us talking about the fact that it could be viewed as moral scrupulosity could be viewed as existential takes it out of this realm of like homophobia, right? Which I think it could be viewed from that that angle especially given its history that that the um yeah, that the subtype could be viewed as sort of homophobic if it weren't clearly explained.
1: There you go. Anyone can get this one. Yep. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah.
0: In fact, so have you seen, I've seen iterations on all, I think all ends. So like people who are who identify mm-hmm. as straight who are afraid that they might secretly be gay or bi, mm-hmm. people who are gay who are afraid that they might secretly be bi or straight, and then people who are bi who are afraid that they're one or the other and they, that they haven't necessarily landed and aren't being authentic, right. authentic that way. Uh, yes. I haven't I haven't necessarily seen somebody who's pan who's afraid that they're misrepresenting themselves, but that's just because haven't come across it yet, not because it doesn't exist. Right. And there's a small sample size in either of our practices, really. Yeah. When it comes to the whole group of people who are under the yeah. control of OCD.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. So it's truly just this fear of I'm not identifying with the sexual orientation that I once thought I identified with.
0: Right. Right. Or I am, I maybe I'm identifying incorrectly. Correct yeah yep yeah <laughs> it's incorrectly correct. and by the way, anyone who's who's watching, please feel free to um to chat with us and, and let us know if you have any specific questions related to obsessions in the subtype we'd be happy to address them as we go um so what like obviously there's this this is the sort of central fear we're talking about is that I'm being inauthentic in the way I'm representing myself i'm I'm not. I'm. I'm not really straight. I'm not really gay. I'm not really bi. Whatever. Um, what specific obsessions do you see though? Like, just in day to day life, do you see coming up for people with this subtype?
1: Yeah. So the what ifs are. I mean, we've gone over them, but um, gosh, they could be. Well, what is
0: like? What if? Sorry.
1: Yeah.
0: I was, I was just going to say like, what if, um, or like, what if my groin moving just then means that I'm right. authentically identified? Right. What do you mean? In,
1: I thought inauthentically is a really big word. Identifying
0: um, inauthentically is yeah. a really big phrase. Yes. It is. I agree. It
1: is. <laughs> um, it's, it's late and you're already throwing some big words at me, Lauren. We've talked about
0: this. Well, is there like, is there a more, a less
1: like. No, no, that's perfect. I'm totally.
0: No, but I actually think it's a really jargony way to say something. I'm sure there's a more simplistic way of referring to this concept. It's not like.
1: No, I don't think so. It's a, it's a, I think you nailed it. Um, But going back to that is like, yeah, what if my a groin move, does that mean that? Or like if somebody's, and and again, to be careful here is that it, it can spin into the relationship OCD stuff. It's like if I'm not sexually attracted or aroused during intercourse, or mm-hmm. if I'm not sexually aroused by looking at my partner, mm-hmm. um, then that can sometimes lead to, am I in the right relationship? But it can also start with this idea of like, well, maybe it's just not the person. Maybe it's actually just um, I'm with the wrong sexual orientation.
0: Right, I, I'm with the wrong a, a person of the wrong gender. And yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Maybe I'm just really into dudes.
0: Right, or whatever. And then, and right. then, by virtue of the fact that if your partner isn't of that, that you know, that gender, that you're gonna be what? like. Well, see, it is the maybe it is the wrong relationship, and because I'm I'm not attracted to this gender.
1: Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm.
0: Tends to go yeah, hand in hand a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and what like what other I guess like if we talk about sort of triggers to some extent, you know, like what what snags you in this subtype, it's like oftentimes, you know being aware of sensations in your groin like we've been talking about um you know but maybe you're just watching a television show and you see a character who's either gay or straight or bi or whatever and you think "Ooh, but what like i identify like i i relate to that character so what does that mean
1: yeah what does that mean
0: what I and mean, that's a great question that we like, like, all the time, like
1: what, what and why <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> why would you? Something. Why would you look at that girl's boobs? Well, because she has nice boobs, and
0: you maybe know?
1: you're into them, but also maybe you just can appreciate her Nice breasts. boobs, <laughs> whatever that looks like to you.
0: hey, you know.
1: Yeah, right. they're just very subjective. But Ooh,
0: calling sexual orientation into question since forever.
1: I <laughs> since <guess>. forever, <laughs> boobs and penises <laughs> tend to do that. Yeah, they well, and I
0: think you know, oftentimes when we talk about the obsessions, we kind of go over some of the I don't know points that come up a lot in this in the different subtypes, and one of the things is like. Sexual content is sexual
1: content. Right. If you are watching something be inserted or bodily fluids um, yeah. or anything, guess what's going to happen?
0: You're probably going to be like thinking about sex and maybe even feel things that are sexual in nature. Crazy. Right. We even talk about this with, um, not what is it?
1: Non-concordance. Yeah. Arousal, non Brain.
0: Yeah, um you know that even even when we're not we're actually actively not attracted to something right and
1: yes you see this in... it's a biological thing Ex- exactly so our body starts to produce lubrication and is getting ready for sexual act mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so at the end of the day we're all animals is what i'm trying to tell you that's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wasn't there a song about that? Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, good times. Yeah. <laughs> around the love line era.
0: Yeah. It was all in that sort of, was it offspring? No, I'm, I'm going too far. I'm overreaching.
1: No, it wasn't offspring, but it was something kind of like that. I, yeah. anyways.
0: Anyway, the point the, Walter. The point Walter <laughs> that, um,
1: yeah. There's a thing called arousal non, non-concordance. So it's like you're, you're not actually attracted or into something like, you know, they talk about this in terms of rape. Like if somebody is getting raped, their body will respond like accordingly in order to, it's like saying we're having sex. It's sending feedback. It's like, okay, your body needs to do this.
0: Which can be really upsetting for somebody who is raped, who ends up orgasming during rape, because there's this, um, lack of clarity as to like, well, was I enjoying that? And maybe I, right. Like and that tends yeah. to create actually doubt in, in, a in a survivor's mind, which is really,
1: yes, that's exact, And that's, that's it is like a, it's a trauma and in a lot of ways, OCD traumatizes us too. I'm not saying that's the same trauma, but I do think it is interesting that, sometimes people will report when they're having sex and they're very anxious and they're um, really like focused on their obsession that it feels like this is against their will in a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like these, and and it is, right? As we've talked right. about so many times, these images flash into your mind and the, the problem of course is that then, we tend to get concerned that those images that that popped in inadvertently are somehow our fault or that we're somehow responsible for them, which, and then we try to figure it out, which is where everything becomes so problematic. But
1: yeah. And then there's lots of avoidance and right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But the images, like images are, and, and thoughts, they, they just sort of pop in. They don't they don't ask for our permission. They're not interested in that.
1: Yeah, lots of intrusive images, thoughts, mm-hmm. feelings, sensations, the groinal response. Um what's another intrusive thought variation here?
0: Well, um it, it can be like I I can appreciate so, uh, well, you kind of already spoke to this. Like I can see that somebody is attractive. So does that mean that I'm attracted to them? Right. Um, I mean, you were bringing that up in the, the case of like a sexualized body part, like breasts, but like, it doesn't have to be that you could be like, wow, that, you know, I happen to identify as straight. Right. So if I were to say, oh, wow. You know, that, that person has a really, nice chest right like well done them or they have a really nice butt this woman right like Mm -hmm. this female identifying person um that that and then went oh my gosh well what does that mean about me that I had that thought that would be an example as well
1: yeah yep there it is yeah
0: there it is
1: yeah boobs butts penises
0: wow I feel like we're in a Bob's Burgers episode we really are (laughs) butts yeah Yeah, butts yeah. If anyone hasn't watched Bob Bob's Burgers, that's a, that's a Kelly Frankie favorite.
1: Yeah. It's a good one. It's a good, good show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think what else trigger wise? Well,
0: I think uh, so going, being in certain parts of town and this is where, you know, oftentimes for people who identify as straight um who are afraid that they might be a member of the LGBTQ community and not know it, or, you know, not be admitting it to themselves. If you're going through a, like a, a area of town, which I like, for instance, today I was in, I just, just came back from Palm Springs. That's why we're doing this later. Right. And that's like, there's a, a very large LGBTQ population there. Um, you know, so somebody, I, in theory, could could go through that area and you know see a rainbow flag and and right the, there are lots of things that trigger these thoughts like maybe I'm lying to myself maybe I'm maybe I'm not who I say I am
1: right exactly yeah yeah and it's it's again it's like an impossible uh, answer here right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that that's a really important point. Is that we'll never know. We're talking about experiencing doubt related to something that is inherently nebulous.
1: Yeah, and 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 in this culture, while we're expanding our horizons, finally, and understanding that sexuality isn't just this one thing, right? And it's a binary that um, that it's very fluid and. Yes. we all fall in different areas and like, you're never going to figure out your percentage.
0: No. And I I think actually we should probably nod to the Kinsey scale here, right? The idea that, you know, Kinsey was a a psychologist, did lots and lots of research into the realm of human sexuality and was really a a a a pioneer is the word that I was looking for in this field. Um, yeah, and and the, one of the things that it was his a meaningful contribution was this idea of the kinsey scale which suggests that we are not it's not a binary as kelly was saying it's not i'm necessarily i'm 100% gay or i'm 100% straight it's that we all sort of fall somewhere on on a scale on a spectrum and it is interesting because like what what point in the spectrum do you Does say it
1: matter? Yeah. Oh yeah. None of it
0: matters. Right? Yeah. But like, um, I remember years ago uh, somebody brought in an article that they found to be very triggering. It was um, about a woman and a man in a relationship who the woman actually identified as lesbian, but she was in this relationship with a man.
1: I mean, I hear about these, my clients bring these stories regular to me. Yeah. On the leg.
0: (laughs) For sure. But that one just like stuck out to me as like, but this is so confusing. Like she's identified as, as gay, but she's with a man. And, and what, how does that make sense? Right. Like that was her, she was really bothered by that. Right. Like. Yeah, because it's because it's not black and it's, white. Yeah,
1: that's the way she chose to live her life for whatever reason and variables.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. happened to be an open relationship too, and and she was still you know with that women. Um, that
1: makes sense. I was I was like, hmm, that kind of is interesting. I'd like to know the backstory. Yeah, there's lots of um, backstories, and people will read articles like this, or they'll read something where it's like, oh, I always knew or I didn't know. And then I woke up one day and was like, oh, I'm into dudes now right. and not right. women anymore. And it's like, yeah, but we don't know the whole story. You don't. And right. people say like, I just knew it's like, okay, well, do they have an anxiety disorder? Because I'll tell you what. um <laughs> <laughs> and And does anyone ever
0: just know we yeah they our, won't no we make our good enough guesses like well this seems that's to be what's what it working is. for me today
1: it's good enough for them but for somebody with ocd it's like no we it's got to be on the nose
0: it's got to be 100 percent. and they nothing. think
1: that's true for everybody when they say that they're like oh they know what it's that feels like and I don't know I I'm gonna get to that feeling of knowing for certain
0: if I just Um, keep digging
1: yeah I'll be like that person the orange is new black like she knew right okay
0: But here's the thing that gets me about this it's the same it's the same thing that comes up in relationship OCD and and it is well but what if I one day it just like I realize it Well, the whole point of that is that you're being blindsided, right? Like that it's like, (laughs) oh, well, it hits you like, oh no, this is clearly not what I want to be doing. Um, So this idea that like you're going to to gradually recognize or like that if you just stare at it long enough, you can preempt being surprised, right? It's like
1: no it's like it's like preempting death you can't like stare at it long enough and be like oh is it going to be today in the tarot cards right
0: but people try try to figure that out I think it's a lot more clear um with psychosis right like people who have fears of psychosis will be like well what if I just have a psychotic break and all of a sudden I start experiencing hallucinations and delusions and all of these things Mm -hmm. and it's like well, then it'll be a, a like it'll happen then. Then it'll happen, but like you, you can't know it in advance. That's the problem, and it's like trying to read every little sin. sin hmm? Why can't I say words today? It's Late. Uh, it is late. Um, but yeah. Like why? 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 Uh, what's the? No, nope, I lost it.
1: Okay, that's all right. It, yeah, they're just they're trying to get. The answer that, and they're so, it's like staring at a, a number, like the number six, right? It's 629, 630. Mm-hmm. And you're just staring at the six, and then, is that really a six? Or like looking at a lock, it's like, is that really locked?
0: Did I yeah. hear it
1: lock? Am I sure I saw it lock? Right. I don't know if I did. Let me do it again. Oh, I don't, yes. I, I don't know. Cause it didn't feel it that time. Right, so that's no different than somebody who's trying to check their sexual orientation. It's like, but do I remember feeling like that in the past? Do I feel that right now? And then we're comparing. It's so you're in it, and yeah. um,
0: you're waiting for that click. It's the same thing that you're to your point. What you're waiting for when when you're trying to lock the door over and over again. It's not like not like I hear a click, but this sense, this shift internally that to this place of confidence. Uh, this yeah. is yes, I I believe this. My my feelings are on board.
1: Yeah. Um and unfortunately the way that through this is and building confidence is actually turning your back on that. Yeah. Turning your back on the desire for it to get that click and yeah. to know for certain and It's scary. It's so scary. It is really scary. This kind of stuff impacts like huge decisions. People saying like, oh, like this is going to determine my life partner, whether I have children or not, whether I buy a house or not, like this impacts a lot. It does. It does.
0: But isn't it interesting on, on the level of what you're talking about with the confidence that the more that you try to resolve uncertainty, the less confident you become. And it makes total sense, right? Because that's not, that's not the behavior of a confident person, if somebody who's confident were to take every potential doubt seriously, right? They'd be like, oh, are you sure? Well, maybe you're right, right? That, that is inherently not confident. So not that there's anything wrong with taking other other thoughts into account. But it's taking it in stride and being willing to be wrong that that really promotes this level of of confidence that people are looking for. It's interesting.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Well, any other ending thoughts here on on the question of of obsessions in sexual orientation OCD?
1: I think we I think we covered it.
0: Yeah, I think so. So next time we can talk a little bit more about compulsions and what those look like. Um, I think we are actually, are we scheduled to meet next week and then, and then not again until the new year or am I missing that? Nope. Not next week. It's the following the 18th, the 18th, December 18th. And then it's straight on through to 2024. Whoa.
1: It's like we're living in a, in a futuristic Dystopia. (laughs) Not quite, but we're getting there. (laughs) Give it a couple years. Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
0: Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, you guys. We'll look forward to seeing you next time. And uh, yeah, have a great couple of weeks. Yeah.
1: Take care. Thanks for joining us. Just as a reminder, this podcast is not therapy, nor is it intended as a replacement for therapy. If you need further support, we encourage you to seek treatment with a registered professional who specializes in OCD.
0: If you have a moment, we'd love to hear what you think. Feel free to leave us any feedback by reviewing us on your podcast app of choice. You can find past episodes on our website at purelyocd.com. Remember, this podcast is for you, so please let us know what you would like to hear. We want to make our message as helpful as it can be.
1: We hope you will join us in the future as we continue our discussion on all things OCD.